everyone, how you doing? Welcome to the MIC Drop. Uh, it's the podcast that doesn't just chat about all things Chelsea. We love to tackle love, life, friendships, give the latest fashion tips, and sort your personal problems. We actually do it all here. Joining me today are two Chelsea regulars, Verity and Amelia. Woo! Here we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you just go, hell yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, what's happening? Hell yeah. <laughs> I said, here we are. Oh, I said. Verity oh, keeps no. giving me evils no. this morning. You I'm need not just trying. You are. No. You're doing these little evils towards me. Uh, <laughs> Eye twitches. Which is perilous in this time. <laughs> this <laughs> I know. And you might hear a might hear a fourth voice in the room. A special guest today. A good friend of mine who you might recognise from Celebs Go Dating. No, it's not Sam Thompson. It's the wonderful <laughs> and lovely Tom Reed Wilson. Oh, oh yeah. Lovely introduction. <laughs> and indeed, we are old chums. We are really old chums. Oh, and also, honestly, Tom Reed Wilson is one of the nice people I've ever met. It's true. You have a lot of empathy. Just stoking the image. I know. I'm just doing <laughs> it all. Bastard. Okay, hold on. We got it. So Amelia and Verity. Okay, I. How would we describe you two to Tom? Okay, so we are practically the same person. Yeah, basically. we are the same person, but yeah, we're absolutely really bonkers. Weird. Absolutely <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> yeah, we have. We never say no. We always do everything. We just yeah, say yes to everything. Yeah, that's a great mantra. Yeah, always laughing, always happy, always laughing. As soon always. as we see each other, we got. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom, I need to ask you a question now. Uh, some people might say that you have an incredibly posh voice. Yeah, I. I and plummy, I Yeah, suppose. well, I think so. I think <laughs> you are a little bit. Lovely. But can you do an Essex accent? Yeah, right. Oh well, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll have a go. I can, like, walk, I'll walk around the country if you like. <laughs> Where else do you want? Hang on, you go so low. You go <laughs> It's like if I do Scorch as well, I go like dead broad and uh, it's like, all right, pal, it's, they're also butch, I don't know why. I'm getting stomach pains and laughing. No, I think you went a little bit camp, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't okay, we also had uh, an extremely hectic episode. So we had Verity and you both went speed dating, <laughs> which was incredible. Oh, it was so funny, honestly. I was crying Amelia my eyes out. is the out. most awkward person when she like is met with a date. It, I've never seen anything like it. Tom, Darling. we're going to be talking about uh, dating quite a bit. And I thought, who do I know who knows a lot about the dating scene? Now, you are my number one expert to go to, yeah. without a doubt. You've seen all the success, you've seen the failures, you've seen everything on Celebs Go Dating. Yes. And you're just incredibly wise when it comes to love and things like that. <laughs> well, not least because I'm a serial dater, so I've experienced every hiccup and pitfall. Oh, well, there we Quite go. I'm well over 150. How many dates I'm not a floozy, a I hasten to add. <laughs> I, they very seldom end up in the set. Tom, Tom told me once, and it's such a funny story, when you dated a police officer. Do you, do you remember, can I say this? Oh, <laughs> I, yes. And you oh, said, yes. what would you do if I stole a Yorkie. <laughs> no, no, I confess to real crimes and I've only ever committed one real crime, crime again and again, oh. which was slipping a dark chocolate bounty up my sleeve. Very much a seasonal crime because you need a long sleeve. Well, I never hit the same news agents twice. No. So I was I was benevolent in that way, but I just had to keep my hand in, you know, and I've lost it now because I 
It's the fear, isn't it? That <laughs> someone will say, that's him! <laughs> you know, how ghastly. And you told the police officer, said, would you come and arrest me? <laughs> yeah, and we, he said, I'm now heading up an international dark chocolate county crime ring. <laughs> he, was, he was divine. He really tickled me. But also, do you know what's so great about it is that nowadays we use, use all these dating apps and things like that. But oh. actually, you guys went on a speed dating yeah, thing cool. to kind of go That's and experience what it's like. Yes, I'm yeah, such an yeah. advocate for I, I'd rather not... Do... On because dating apps. No, no, no because I... actually it's the nuances. The devil is in the detail. Absolutely. And I mean, it, when someone sees me on an app, unless they know who I am already, mm-hmm. they sort of think jock from pictures. <laughs> they think jock and then they get Mary Poppins and they don't know how to compute the two things. Oh, I, yeah. fe- I feel that having, you know, a face-to-face date is one of the best things in the entire world. I don't understand when people do that thing where they just message each other, then never meet no up. But actually meeting someone and actually engaging with them, there's nothing better than that. So you guys doing this whole speed dating thing, uh, very tell, how, were you nervous? Were you excited about no, it? No, I didn't really get nervous on dates. I know, oh. you're just so chilled. You, you bring out the best of me. Yeah. So I feel I less less scared when I was on it. But Do you know what I think is so wonderful about a speed date? That is that if you think about it, if you think about where love stories begin, they tend to be snatched conversations, yeah. which if you timed them, if they weren't yeah, accidental... True would be between three and five minutes long. Wait, so hang on. So, Tom, I'm going to ask you, do you believe in love at first sight? Do you think you can fall in love with someone just by meeting them and talking to them and have that electricity like that? No. And I think you can can have that wonderful, inspiring, galvanising moment. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. But the great relationships I've known, apart from love, share one common thing. However disparate the relationships, they share parity and humour. And whatever their character. And that is something you discover over time. Mm. Um, whether you really tickle each other and whether you have social parity. Because it's not about um, having the same amount of money in the bank account. It's about it's having fine. social parity. Yes. But, then, but then if you had to explain to... Uh, the listeners who don't understand what parity. Oh, <laughs> it means equality. Yeah, it means exactly. equality. So, so my grandparents, for example, uh-huh. yes, equalness. Um, Just clearing that up for all the uh, <laughs> listeners. Thank you. <laughs> so my grandparents, for example, they were. I mean, they were having more sex before my grandfather died than they had at the beginning. They were more yeah. in love. That's so and sweet. And it was just wonderful. I mean, apparently octogenarian sex is fabulous. I mean, Judy Dench is a great really? cheerleader for it. Yeah, she buys all her lacy knickers in Covent Garden. <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does. I think when I get older that I'm just going to stop having sex. I That's what know. I always imagine. No, I don't think the urge goes. I, I mean, to, talk to no. Judy. She's she's very enlightening on it. Really? Yeah. And she loves it. She says it's much more liberating now because it's not about, oh, what's the lighting like? Do I look all right? You know, it's just, it's just a wonderful kind of... <clears throat> feeding of bodies and yeah. kind of it's wonderful I once I once I said this before I once filmed myself having sex with the person we both knew it was happening I wasn't, I wasn't didn't do it in secret but I filmed myself on an iPhone having sex and it was one of the worst things I've ever watched I looked oh horrendous my God, no, no, doing I can it. never do that I looked horrendous no. I had no tan I I look I look like I was unfit. I mean, I, the whole thing oh, was just darling. a disaster. Oh, oh, darling. Amelia, I need to ask you this because you went on a date. You went on the date, right? Yeah. You did some speed dating. You said you were desperate and lonely. Mm, you're not at all. <laughs> but the good I'm thing about it, though, but the good thing about it, right, is that some people when Strong. they go into these dates and things like that, they try and put on a different like they're trying to put on a persona. And I don't think you do. You're kind of very 
honest about your nerves and you don't try and fake confidence. Do you think it's a good thing or bad thing to do, in your opinion? Uh, oh my gosh, no. I think you should definitely be yourself. Yeah, definitely. 100%, because yes. if it's going to work realistically in the future, that person will soon find out who you really are. So why hide it at the beginning? I couldn't agree more. Do, so, Tommy, you, from the very beginning, do you, as someone who give over straight away who you are, or do you hold a little bit back? Yes, and it's something I learn not... At your age, I have to say, much, much later. Really? But it took me a long time not to self-edit on a date. Mm. And I think it is the key to successful dating because, curiously, people fall for the idiosyncrasies. They fall for the bits that you might cut out, end up on the cutting room floor. And it's misguided because idiosyncrasies, I mean, for example, I'm terribly attracted to bashful men. And if they blush or if they avert their gaze or if they fiddle with their bling or whatever it might be, (laughs) it arouses me. (laughs) So they, I, it would be awful no, if they I were trying understand. to hide that because that's the very thing that gets me going. Oh, indi- yeah. So you're saying if I got you into the bedroom and I started being all shifty and all of that. Like, <laughs> so fillering with yeah, you would. <laughs> I would gobble you up. Yes, I would. Like, I do that anyway. Though. But uh, you do, and I do it back to you 100%. But also, I think with you and I, Tom, we have a thing where we give over all of ourselves too much, maybe, yeah. at the beginning. There's no mystery at all. No, so, so people go, well, me. I know them now. So <laughs> it's not as exciting anymore. That's what yeah. happens, isn't no, it? No. We do. We present the whole Bayo tapestry, golden threads and all. <laughs> so it's true. And it some is. Some people might like that. Yeah. Well, yes. That's where you just... find the right one. Verity, do you think you, you have a lot of confidence? Though. Yeah, I do have You don't, yeah, you don't seem to care at all. I don't you care just... about anything. I just do my own thing. She cares about people, but not... I don't care about no, people. Yeah, of like, course. Like, yeah. Yes. I really care about people, but like, I don't really care what people think about me at all. I Good. think that must be the most liberating oh, thing in the world. I'm never worried... <laughs> Just I care so much. <laughs> me, too. Yeah, me too. It's like dreadful. Right I mean, it's debilitating. <laughs> and I can thank my mum for that because she always told me that I was the best. You are. Thanks, mum. That is great. <laughs> Thanks, Denise. <That's laughs> Shout out. But it's interesting, though, right? Because what do you, uh, and when you go to kiss someone, right? So I'm going to ask you, Verity, when you want to kiss someone on the first date, do you initiate it? How do you. No, they initiate it. But do you look at their lips? Do you lick your yeah, lips? Yeah, you have to look at, look at their lips. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you. Yeah, you so, have to look at their lips. Is that what, Tom, how do you initiate it? I do three things that I call the three I's, which is invitation, indication, and initiation. So indication is just holding the eye contact fractionally longer than is comfortable before you... (laughs) Link. I'm just is still getting nervous now. And then the invitation is you do something to yourself that you might like them to eventually do to you. Like you might <laughs> caress your clavicle or something. <laughs> clavicle. Uh, it is... It's that lovely thing that looks a bit like a coat hanger at the top of your sternum and the base of your neck. You know, oh. that's got the little, the little dip in it where your sweat might sit. Oh, and that's the bit that you're you're rubbing. You're rubbing the bit where the sweat might sit. (laughs) And then, finally, initiation is kind of like lift-off. You do one touch, you know, lovely innocuous touch. I favour the back of the hand because it never gets clammy. It's always lovely and dry. And it's a lovely tender move to go kind of old Hollywood and go to the back of their cheek like that. 
while you're talking to them. Oh, that's but you very... can do it. I mean, I've done it very deliberately there, but <laughs> um, you, can do it, you can do it very, very casually. You can, you can just I'm say, so oh, do this. it's so My next day, wonderful. It always works. And then you've I laid the foundations for them. the kiss. Uh, right, we also got to talk about this, guys, because James uh, in the show called uh, Things Off with Rosie and they seem like they're on the same page. Now, I want to talk about ending it with someone. All right, so how do you end a relationship with someone? How do you go about doing that? Tom, I'm ask you first. If you aren't <clears throat> liking someone, if you feel like it's not going anywhere, yeah. how would you end... Oh, I've devised the perfect text. Okay, Ooh, tell me. Oh. Three eyes. No. <laughs> three X's. <laughs> um, it is. Now, it used to just be, I think you're unutterably delicious and charming, and I can't explain why, because it's such an elusive indefinable thing but I don't think the chemistry is there and that used to be it now that was fraught with all kinds of problems that text in terms of the responses it garnered but then I added this tagline which is genius which is I rather suspect you felt the same way you feel the same way and that gives them the invitation to say yes I did and they always say yes I did I think yeah you've got to make them think it's their decision as well and you come to that conclusion together and it means they get a measure of the power back yeah 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 yeah. and that's what it's about if you are the person in receipt of the text you feel robbed of all your power and all your agency so if the person sending the text gives you a bit of that back you can run with it we've been speaking about relationships let's talk about friendships as well because we saw miles and james uh they basically had a massive fallout on the show. Now, sometimes it's a healthy to have row with friends and let steam off, but also there's sometimes when you actually with friends have such a big argument that there's no going back from there. Mm. How do you argue with friends? How, have you ever argued with friends or ever Not fallen out really. with friends? Like, if we have done, it's been over something really pathetic and we get over <laughs> it the next day. I get argued at a lot. I'm always in trouble. I get told off every day from my friends and I just oh, have to no. say sorry. But I didn't do anything bad or like malicious. I yeah. just um You're aloof. That's I'm the aloof, that's unaware. You're yeah. aloof. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry to even realise. I think there's a wonderful way of preventing arguments if you kind of uh, use kindness as your lubricant. Oh yeah. Then people feel very safe about being candid. And yeah. if they're candid, then you won't have arguments so yeah. often because normally it's because you're a pressure cooker suppressing information. And if it's all out there because you're yeah. you're kind to each other yeah. and it doesn't matter what you say, then you'll find that you tend to avoid arguments. It's like putting yeah. silk bed linen on the bed and then you want to climb in naked. You, you don't mind <laughs> being exposed because it still feels but nice. But also, arguing with friends, well, when they argue with me and I say sorry, it makes us like love each other more afterwards. Yeah, because yeah, like, they feel yeah. bad and they're like, oh, No, actually. no, I feel terrible and but I why? just want to love them. But then I want to ask you this one thing just very quickly before we go into the break is that, uh, so Tom, you, you all seem so nice and so lovely but there must be one thing. What is the one thing that really grinds your gears? Amblers. You know, if you're, if you're on a busy street, people are ambling along, and you've got somewhere to oh, be, and oh, they're just sort of walkers. looking Johnny head in air, looking but at the sky. Or on, their phone, on their phone. No, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes I there are seven amblers together, and it you just frust- can't penetrate. It the wall. frustrates me more than anything in the world. Amblers. Oh, uh, people being slow. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's yes. it. Amblers. Yes. 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 No, but like people were, like doing things really slowly. Yeah. Anything slowly. My best friend washes his hands. Finger by finger. It's excruciating. He 
he say, I'm just going to the loo. And then I think, well, the loo bit's fine, but it's the hand washing. I won't see you for seven days. <laughs> yeah, that's right, guys, so coming up after the break, we got fashion advice in Sophie Herman's Vogel Rogue, and we solve your problems. We'll see you in a bit. Hello everyone, welcome back to the MIC Drop. And now, I hope you're dressed appropriately because it is Sophie Herman and her Vogel Rogue fashion tips for a summer wedding. This is Sophie, your favourite fashion dictator, reporting from Cannes. So let's talk about summer weddings. In Germany, and I think in quite a few other countries in Europe, it's an absolute no-no to wear black to a wedding because obviously that's what you wear for a funeral. Any sort of ivories, off-white, eggshells is absolutely unacceptable, of course. Unfortunately, I've seen this way too many times now. If you would rock up at my wedding in any sort of color from the white family, you will be out. The thing is, I think you should always respect the theme. If you have like a, you know, like an Italian style wedding, then wear Dolce Gabbana for fuck's sake. If you are in England, maybe pick a British designer and be a bit more patriotic. Hat or not to hat at an English wedding? That is the question. I say absolutely hat on, fascinator on, just make sure they don't look as obscene and clitorial as they did on um, Princess Eugenie and Beatrice at the royal wedding. That's it for this week, guys. I have to continue to my Cannes Marathon and bisous de France. Oh, thanks, Sophie. Um, who, at a wedding, okay, what do you wear at a wedding? Do you wear tails? If you go to a wedding, Tom, what do you wear? Oh, no, I quite like a signature piece. I've got a new peacock jacket, which has sort of lovely glistening peacock feathers on it. And I and you wear that? Yes. And not feathers attached, not real ones. Okay, I'm not good. sort of... Not, <laughs> not Amelia freaking bold. out there. <laughs> no, it's actually quite chic. Right, guys, we, uh, we also have to delve into some problems. Now, I've delved into our DMs on social media and <laughs> sifted through some problems that you sent us. Thank you so much to all the listeners who keep sending us stuff. Keep sending them in because we are completely qualified to answer anything you want. Now, here's the first one. We call this person Adam. It's not their real name. Identities are protected here on the MSC Drop, so you can just send in anything you want. Now, Tom, can you please read out this first one? It's just here, and you can read it out. Here we go. Hi. Basically, I've known a girl for about two years. I used to go to school with her, and we were great friends. However, one moment she doesn't want to be friends, and the next she's trying to date me. After always being confused, I'd love some final advice, as I would love to date her, but I don't know if I'm being led on. She changes her mind all the time. Please help. Okay, guys, what do we do? Okay, Amelia, I'm going to come to you first. What do we do? What happens in those situations? I think always give it a go. Do you think so? What does it could ruin a friendship, though? I feel... I don't know, because for me, like, that would never ruin a friendship. I wouldn't... I would always make sure it would stay the same. Yeah. I have a slight worry about this one. Tell me. Because I think... I think there's someone else on the go. Well, going back to the beginning about parity, I don't think Adam and this girl have parity because I think Adam's feelings have spiked immeasurably. It depends how violently they oscillate, I think, between hot and cold. I think that... This is because she's sensing that there's a spike in interest from him and she's very unsure about herself. So she keeps friend zoning again just to make it safe. I think that 
she I think wants you're right. a friendship. I think you're totally right. Sadly, I'm so no, sorry, Adam. <laughs> oh, well, there you are. There you are. Um, All right, now we have a special sneak preview of next week's show. Sorry. Hello. Hey. Oh, hey, Bertie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yes, yeah, sweet. What's happening? Um, yeah, I'm really good. Um, miss you a bit. Haven't seen you in a while. I do, I miss you too, man. Um, okay, I think that we should hang out soon, one-on-one. Okay, sweet. When do you want to do it? Um, let's do it tomorrow. Okay, sweet. I'll see you, awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. What's that? Verity <laughs> said she wants to hang out one-on-one. Is that all right? Oh, God. This kind of sounds like a date. No, I mean, what... Mm-hmm. So you, categorically, don't think it's a date? No. I categorically think it probably is. I categorically would put my whole body into the fire for this. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So, does this date actually come to pass? Yeah, it, well, the date happened, but Jamie didn't know it was a date. It was a friend date. Hey, listen, we can't give too much away. You have to watch it next week, right? It wasn't a oh friend gosh. date. It was a, it was a date. It was a it date. Was a... That's on Monday on E4, and you can catch up on all four. Hey, um, guys. Hello. That's the end of the little episode. Hey, Tom, thank you oh, so heck, much. That went awfully quick. It goes so quickly. Thank you so Ooh, much for coming on. Coming. Isn't this man the most yeah, wonderful you're person? Great. You are amazing. <laughs> really? Johnny's, it felt like a speed date. Yeah, felt like I loved minutes, it. I loved it. And your vocabulary is just out of this world. Hey, Superfluous. Hang on, my vocabulary is better. You, let's, have a little, let's have a vocab <laughs> off before we go then. Right, go on. You say one word and I'll say what it means. Go um, on, Tom. <laughs> Papillionaceous. Oh, crikey. Easy. It means. To climb up someone's back. <laughs> You're so close, Amelia. It's like a butterfly. Thank you. it. Gosh, good for you. That's great. <laughs> right, everyone, thank, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Please do rate, leave us a review, do let us know what you like and what you don't like and what you'd like to hear more of. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production.